Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, let's talk about Chiefs Sahala just for a little bit. I don't want to talk for too long about it. I know that I have made my jokes about it. I know that other people have made jokes about it. But there is a very serious nature to this story that I do think has to be discussed. So for those of you that are just tuning in to kind of the news and are now kind of updated with everything that is happening today with Chief Saholic. So today, Chief Saholic pled guilty to charges related to 11 bank robberies in seven states, money laundering. He was laundering the money through area casinos. He faced up to 50 years in prison. He must pay almost a half million dollars in restitution. And what probably hurts him the most is he paid for an autographed painting of Patrick Mahomes at a 15 in Mahomes charity function. He now has to give that painting back. The serious part of this is, and why I do think it's, very damaging to kind of joke about it in the way that people have is there was a news release and this part quote chief Saholic or the man Xavier. He pressed the firearm against the teller's body and demanded that credit union employees take him to the vault. He came back and said he told the credit union employees that if he was given a die pack, he would come back and put a bullet in your head. There is a very, very serious part of this story, too, that goes beyond a Chiefs super fan who was riding around the country robbing banks in order to go to Chiefs games. This man was threatening people's lives to keep up an appearance that he had it when he did not have it at all. That's a very, very serious thing. Chiefsaholic is going to jail and should be going to jail for a very, very long time. I do want to play this for you. This was his lawyer today after him pleading guilty. And you know what? They should probably put this man in jail too. Listen to this. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chief Saholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled, 
and he fell. He didn't let his knee touch the ground. And that's because he's capable of doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chief's Kingdom, he loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you and God bless. Bro, ain't nobody got your back on this issue, Doc. He wants you to know you love Kansas City and the Chiefs Kingdom. Boy, don't nobody know you. We don't care. Who is he talking to? Who is that message for? Who is he shouting out? He wants you to know. I, I don't need that message. Return to sender. He's passing that message to me. I don't want it. I don't know you, you thief, you criminal. All I know is that lock his ass up. What happened was very serious. But when your lawyer goes out there and says the pocket is collapsing based <laughs> on a blitz from the government and he stumbled, but his knee did not go down. I'm supposed to take what's happening seriously and not make jokes. Oh, like, I get that. Like, I, All it can't I'm be saying both. is this man threatened the lives of innocent people. Threaten the lives of innocent people so he could keep up appearances on social media and act like he had it when he didn't have it. That's my biggest issue with Chiefs Kingdom, or with Chiefs Ahal, excuse me. That's my issue with Chiefs Aholic, is that you also don't get bonus points for accountability when you, you got out. Remember, he got out on bail. He was out. He was free. He then continued robbing banks. You're a bank robber. That's what you do. I'm not giving you any credit today for pleading guilty. You want to know why? The feds got you by the balls. Sorry for the language. That's what they got you by. And you are in federal custody. Not local custody, federal custody. They know that they are about to nail you. They know that. This plea is your only shot. Now, you're probably not doing the 50. You're not going to do the whole 50. You're going to do 15. You're going to do 20. You holding some of this weight and a lot of it, too. But what they got you on, you was on a bank robbing tour. You robbed banks in seven states. You you robbed 11 banks. So think about it. They not even got you on the you threatened people's lives. They got you on that. They got you. My boy, you had six wanted stars on GTA. You're going to jail for a long time, and you should be. He comes to you humble and repentant. He was robbing banks when he was out on parole. You tried to skip town. They found you in Sacramento with stolen money on you. I'm not giving you any credit for that. Do you think that Chief Saholic hired that guy? Do you think that that lawyer was, do you think that's a public defender lawyer or do you think that Chief Saholic hired him with the last little bit of money he got? Because remember, he hit big when Patrick Mahomes won MVP last year. He also hit it big on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Do you think he hired that man to be his lawyer? Because whenever you sit down and you talk to a lawyer and you kind of like going through, hey, if you're going to hire this person, there's no way you thought that guy was going to get you a good deal. Like if, if that if right then at that point, I would have just go ahead. No, you know what? I plead. You should have pled guilty right then at that point. Yeah, I, I think he hired that guy. I don't think it's a public defender. I don't know a public defender would use that many overt football terms in a press conference. I think a public defender would be like, hey, my client pled guilty. We're working on getting uh, his sentence down from the 50 years. Here's the logistics of the case. Thank you and walk away because public defenders have 9,000 cases to deal with. A guy who has the time to write a blitz package analogy, a knee not down analogy, thank the chief's kingdom and do all this is likely a paid employee because he's trying to milk it for all it's worth. Not a public defender. I'm not denying that people probably use the casino to launder money like that, you know, makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. Like it's a kind of cash and carry business in some ways, but I mean, 
Have you like read the what he was doing where he was like sitting down at slot machines and was like putting money in there, playing for a little bit and then pressing the cash out button and then like trying to, you know, like rinse the money that way? Like, bro, like of all the places you can go, how many cameras you think they got at the casino? <laughs> like, I, I don't know how you thought this was a good idea. I don't know how how you thought you were getting away with this. I mean, there's a lot of things that that's, this story made me think. How, what did he think the end game was? He's thinking he's going to keep walking away scot-free forever? Uh, I mean, you can make that argument with a lot of people that commit crimes. I mean, you and I both love gangsters and mob movies. I mean, they normally end one of two ways. It's not like Scarface walks away and like, man, you know what? This is really harmful for the community. You know what? I'm going to stop doing this. Like, I... I mean, you you kind of got to know at some point, like eventually, you know, to to keep the casino analogy. I mean, you know when you're playing craps, eventually the seven's going to like nobody leaves right before the seven. Like, you know, it's coming at some point. You just want to try to get as much money as you can before the seven rolls. If you live in that kind of life where you robbing banks and you out here flashing all this kind of money, you got to know the alphabet boys is coming. You got to know it at some point. And I, he, I mean, I would guess he. He accomplished a lot of the things that he wanted to accomplish. He wanted us to know who he was. I, we know. I mean, one day someone will make a movie about his story. It, it is a movie. Homeless kid, grew up in poor beginnings, grew up to love a football team, rob banks, and went to jail. I've, you and I have seen movies with way worse plot lines than that one. His life is a movie. He got what he wanted. He wanted his 15 minutes of fame, and now he's going to be doing karaoke at the prison open mic night. So good luck to him. I uh, hope that it works out for Chief Saholic. I mean, if you wanted Patrick Mahomes to know who you are, oh, he knows. He knows. Travis Kelsey, he knows who you are. You accomplished a lot of the things that you wanted to accomplish. You got your 15 minutes, and now it's now it's over. Coming up on the other side, let's talk about MVS. Let's talk about MVS. Who we got next coming up? My bad. I thought it was at 430. My apologies. My time was a little bit off. Coming up on the other side, my apologies. We're going to head to the phone lines. Be joined by Harold Kuntz. He was at the press conference earlier today. We'll get his thoughts on the Chiefs and what their plan is for Arrowhead. That's coming up. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kansas City, it's Trent McDuffie. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Coming up on the other side, a lot of you want to talk about the owner's report from the NFL players today. We'll do that coming up in a bit. I want to head to the phone lines right now. I think this is the first time that this person has been a guest on the show. He might be the first friend of the show who has actually never been on the show before. Harold Kuntz of Fox 4. Harold, how you doing today, my man? 
Well, thanks for having me on, Carrington. I've only known you for about six years. How's your family? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I actually was thinking this today when Rob came to me and was like, hey, let's get somebody who was at the press conference. And I was like, Harold, he was at the press conference today. And then it hit me that you've never been on the show before. Well, you know, there's a first time for everything, right? So, <laughs> but thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Let's just start with this. What was your biggest takeaway from the press conference today that the Chiefs had? Yeah, it, it, I, I feel like just kind of listening to a couple of people and then talking to Rob beforehand, it, it, it's a little underwhelming, it seems. Uh, it feels like you're just putting a fresh coat of paint on what's already there. I do understand the whole concrete cancer and you got to get a decent pour of concrete there. But there's still so much to figure out with the way the funds are, the Hunt family putting in $300 million, the $500 million probably coming from state funds, but of course Governor Parsons out. Where is that going to come from? Not just the three-fourths in cell tax because that's going to go to future uh, repairs and everything that goes forward to that. It's not even done till 2031. That's another thing we're not even talking about. And plus, you've just got basically a field that's replacing Coppin Stadium. It, it seems pretty underwhelming to start, I, I must admit. The analogy that I made is, I mean, the Royals are asking for a brand new phone and the Chiefs are asking for a software update. And I get it. There is a massive difference in trying to renovate a stadium versus buying a new stadium. I don't really have any problem with the Chiefs and their renovation for Arrowhead. I just thought that they had a much bigger plan for now having the Truman Sports Complex to themselves, where if they were going to make this announcement today, I wanted a big wow on what their plan was, where coffee stadium was and they're playing the idea at least what they communicated today was just very ho-hum yeah to build off your analogy you said they're asking for a new phone the royals are the chiefs are kind of going from an iphone 12 to iphone 14 that's kind of what it felt like to build off your analogy yeah it it was very ho-hum um when you look back at it uh, we know that there needs to be restoration we know that they're making money that's why they've got the end zone suites that's the, that's why they emphasize the more and more i watched it the more and more i'm like oh you're emphasizing money you're emphasizing suites you're emphasizing concession stands you're emphasizing cover up in the top deck so you can go get those concession stands you're emphasizing more bathrooms so more people can go so you can sell more tickets so you can sell more money you're, you're emphasizing money here and a lot of the genesis is when they visit vegas when they visit la which they have to visit every year to afc west they know they're visiting brand-new, state-of-the-art stadiums with people making a bunch of money out of it and people that want to visit, so they're trying to take off of that. I get that. But at what point are you thinking about this, the consumer that's going to be like, all right, you want the iconic shape, that's great, you can keep it. But this was a missed opportunity to put more development out there. A lot of questions today were focused on, well, why not a hotel? Well, why not some eating options? We know how it is out there. There's nothing out there except – the, the burned down Denny's in the subway and the Casey's put a new sign up just today. So it's like, there's nothing out there unless you got to go out to independence or Raytown. So that's where my biggest focus was. What are you doing with that area outside of just serving it to your own purpose? And they're not serving any purpose out there outside of just, basically taking up space with more parking spots. Yeah, no, not at all. Right now we're talking to Harold Kuntz of Fox 4 joining us on the show today. And that's where I'm I'm not surprised because the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. They've won three Super Bowls. They're a dynasty. But I'm looking at the Royals, and they're taking a lot of heat and a lot of arrows when, I mean, they're talking about putting a billion dollars down and building an entire entertainment district and hotels and restaurants. Like, the Royals really want to create an experience, and they are willing to put up a significant amount of money for it. I mean, I'm looking at the Chiefs. They are doing the bare minimum in these renovations, and they are getting a pass for it. And both sides are spending public money. The Royals are putting a lot of their own money up. I'm not seeing the Chiefs match that same energy. Yeah, it's interesting. The same time the NFLPA report comes out and Clark Hunt has a very, very low rating out there. And a lot of the things that point to it is usually, well, he's not spending enough money for the players, facilities, what have you. And this seems like another case of he's not spending the money. I mean, I asked him about, okay, why did you decide $300 million? I was like, well, the percentage is it's the same percentage I did when the restoration 20 years ago. I'm like, well, sir, there's inflation. There's a couple other things that exist in this process that now are going to be into the 2030s when this project is uh, proposed to be done. So uh, it, it's very interesting how the Royals are like basically making a new neighborhood. They're making a ballpark village a la St. Louis. I mean, they're making a new neighborhood. Obviously, it's in the crossroads. There's other businesses there that are going to be affected but they're making a new neighborhood. The Chiefs, to me, are not making a new neighborhood. They're not making anything new. You're still going to Arrowhead. You're still going to what the Truman Sports Complex is, Sands Kaufman Stadium. You're still getting the Arrowhead experience of tailgating just with more parking. It, it, it just doesn't really lead to much. 
You and I haven't had a chance to talk about this off air. How confident are you in this vote being passed? It feels like it's maybe more split, but then I wonder if that's just a vocal minority of people. I, if I had to guess right now, I'm going to guess that this passes at maybe 65, 35, but I might have a completely wrong feel about this. Where's your kind of feeling as we head into this vote and we're probably what, 35, 40 days out? Yeah, I'm, I'm about where you are. I'm about 65, 35, 60, 40, give or take. It does seem to be the, a vocal minority there. But one thing is interesting. If something happens where they don't win, both both parties have said they do not have a plan B. Uh, I mean, I've talked to John Sherman about this. He doesn't have a plan B. And just today, Mark Donovan, they said they don't have a plan B. So it's really interesting what's going on there if this was not cha- uh, not the vote in, in the no. But they are very positive about the yes they seem to be very positive, and I think at the end of the day, people are going to vote for, as Mark Donovan said, hey, we're going to look at other options. There's a lot of people that are afraid it'll go to Kansas, it'll afraid the, uh, it'll go to Clay County, what, what have you. It just won't be in Jackson County. A lot of people are afraid of that, and I think at the end of the day, the voter was likely going to uh, vote yes on this, just really just because of the pride of Jackson County. Yeah, that's kind of what I think in this, too. And I think like maybe one kind of disagreement that I have with the text line on this issue is a lot of people think that, hey, if this thing passes, no, then the Chiefs are going to come back in 24 months and we're just going to start this all process over. I don't think that's how this is going to go. And as somebody that lives in Jackson County, I firmly believe that a yes vote is you want the teams to stay and your no vote means that you are fine with either the Royals moving to Kansas or moving to North Kansas City and 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 the Chiefs putting their stadium out by the legends. Yeah, we've seen this before in many different places. I mean, look within the AFC West with uh, both of those ownership groups moving from Oakland to Las, uh, Las Vegas and from San Diego to L.A. I mean, San Diego straight says, oh, you're not buying a stadium? See you later. So that's really what the blueprint is for this from an owner's perspective. They're going to leave. Um, I mean, even in my lifetime, I've seen Houston move to Nashville. It's like, it's it's – it's it's bound to happen if they if they vote no. So again, I go back to what I was saying about how if you vote yes, obviously you're voting to stay in Jackson County. It's about the pride of Jackson County, really, when it comes to April second, and that's really what's on display. They're going to sell you on the pride. They may not sell you on the economics, but outside of we'll figure it all out later, um, which is not a great sign. I mean, Frank White was there today. I mean, every dignitary possible in Kansas City was at this thing today including uh, Royals owner John Sherman and Brooke Sherman and their brass. I mean, John Sherman, he said, he admitted, he's like, I've only seen like one or two of these pictures before, but I haven't seen all of it. So uh, until this morning, he's like, I think it's a good plan, but he's also kind of taking the, he's also like, hmm, a little bit of a weight is off of my shoulders now, <laughs> now that I see what you got. So, cause I'm proposing a new district and you guys are just proposing kind of a reimagined arrowhead. So yeah, it's uh, it's an it's an interesting situation with everybody there. The legislators didn't feel like they were too confident going leaving out of it. But again, it's in the it's in the people's hands on April second, and they're just going to sell you on on civic pride, and they hope that reaches them over the top. Right now, we're talking to Harold Kuntz of Fox Four. He was at the press conference today with the Kansas City Chiefs as they unveil some of their plans for the renovation out at Arrowhead and the Truman Sports Complex. Harold, I've been disappointed at the campaign from both teams. Like, if you're the Royals, and I believe that this is John Sherman's baby, this is his brainchild, that when he bought this team a few years ago, the plan was to build the the Royals a state-of-the-art stadium in downtown Kansas City. I feel like if this is your dream, they should have a much more coordinated effort to try to get this thing passed. Same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs. I've been very confused by the communication that the teams have had and just the overall lack of buzz to try to get people excited to go vote yes on this thing. Yeah, that's why we talk about that vocal minority, right? Uh, the KC tenants, I feel like I've heard from them more than I've heard from the teams outside of their presentation of stadiums. Uh, when it comes to, like, advertising, I mean, the Royals had a commercial during the Super Bowl, but you might have just learned that they just had a commercial during the Super Bowl because it was two breaks before the Super Bowl actually began, before the national anthem. They didn't actually put it in a spot that would have been prime real estate during the game, which would have made everybody – talk about it a lot more they haven't done anything of that nature and in the chiefs well their campaign we don't know about what's going on we've got all of the month of march to figure out what they're going to do maybe they're going to spruce things up we don't know that yet it'll be seen in a little while when they really try to make things up but you can't just start like a vote yes on jackson county twitter handle and just expect everybody to follow and retweet everything that's just not how it works through social media it's not how it works through life 
So it's just going to be a matter of like, do they have to put out there? I mean, that's on them if they want to win. But again, they're exuding a lot of confidence right now. But, you know, there's been a lot of favorites who exude confidence against underdogs and then they lose. So it's on, the onus is on them. The ball is squarely in their court to try to convince people what it is. There needs to be exact figures and dollar signs. The only exact figures we really got today, the only exact figures we know out of the Chiefs right now is $300 million that the Hunts are paying, $800 million that's going to be the cost of the project, which we know is going to go more than $800 million because all these projects do, and then the $0.38 cent sell tax, which has been around forever and which is an extension. And sometimes they haven't even made it clear that it is an extension. Keep People sometimes keep thinking, like I'll talk to people, and they keep thinking it's still new. Um, it, it's an extension. So it's up to them. It's not our job to make their job easier. It's literally their job to say, like, hey, we're convincing you you're doing this, and we're convincing you that this is not going to cost too much of your tax dollar. Harold, are you surprised that they're not putting a roof over it? No, I'm, I'm not. Um, I mean, a lot of people proposed think, think roof was the way to go because obviously so much more you can do with it with a concert standpoint, Final Fours, uh, potential Super Bowl. But uh, I, I just don't think the I, I don't think it would be worth it. Honestly, they they enjoy the competitive advantage of pay, playing in Arrowhead. You know, like it's still one of the few stadiums in the NFL, when you think of stadiums in the NFL that still have a competitive advantage, you think of like Lambeau Field, you think of Arrowhead, you think of a couple others. Everyone seems to be neutral and entertainment-based. Um, now, I know that's what they're trying to change it to, at least from the lower level with the with the end zone suites and everything. But at the end of the day, there's still a competitive advantage to football for it. And again, their quarterback right now likes to play outside. He likes to play on grass. So what are you going to do? You're going to make sure number 15 is happy, right? So that's why I'm not really surprised by it. I know long-term it would have been a good play, but I think the better play is make it better for them if they want to do concerts or anything of that nature where they're not trying to rip up the entire field or anything of that nature. We forget there's a World Cup to prepare for, and they've got $50 million of renovation for that. They've got some money from the state for that, but they've got to do that. And then on top of that, build for 31. So there's going to be a lot of changes in store. I just don't think the dome or dome concert or covered concept was going to really benefit them in the long term. Harold, I got two very random questions to ask you. Number one, where are you going to park at for the KC Current games? <laughs> well, this is good because you know where I live. So I might just walk. <laughs> <laughs> Harold, my last, my last question is, let's say that you and I go to a baseball game. We've never gone to a baseball game. What do you put on your hot dogs? Man, I've never hung out with Hope Harrison at a hot. Uh, for getting a hot dog this year, Hope we got to go to one. We got to do that one day for sure. Um, you know what? This is going to sound terrible. Um, I'll do mayonnaise and relish, or just nothing at all. You know what, Harold? I don't think we're going to a Royals game. Thanks, man. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I appreciate. Hey, uh, it. I'll talk to you in six years. Appreciate <laughs> it. Man. That's my guy, Harold Coates, joining us on the show today. I can't be seen with that guy out in public. Come on now. Rob, that man said mayonnaise and relish. Absolutely not. Please keep Harold Coons away from me. and Keep him away from my family. That man's been over to my home before. I wish I could uninvite him. No, please don't come over. Never again. I never want to watch football with you again. That was a disgusting answer. All right, Rob, let's talk about this uh, player survey. So I, I maybe the easiest and fastest way to describe this on the radio is I I imagine at your job they do this so at our job Rob we have a survey that we can fill out that is completely anonymous on how we feel about working at Odyssey they ask us a bunch of questions and they tell you to be as honest as you can So you answer it, right? Maybe you have this at your job. I've never worked anywhere else, so I I can't answer how it is at other jobs. I'm just telling you what we do at our job. They do that with the NFL Players Association. The NFL Players Association asks all of its players certain questions about what it's like to work for all the teams, and then they make the information public. The Chiefs did not grade very well on a lot of the things. They got an F- minus when it came to ownership. They got an F minus, which I didn't even know was an acceptable grading scale. There was another story in there that is, I'm not going to lie, it's funny. It's not funny, but it's funny. 
So the NFL Players Association president, J.C. Treader, said that Chiefs owner Clark Hunt was the lowest greatest NFL owner because there was a lack of follow-through on promises. For example, the NFL Players Association president said that the team was promised a renovated locker room. Now, I've seen a lot of people confused about this. They renovated the game day locker room, but as you would guess, they're not over there a whole bunch. They only use it on game day. So they renovated that one. That's the one you see with the pictures. It's a really nice one. The one that they are in all the time for practice. The one where you've seen an interview happen with the player on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Friday. That happens in their regular locker room that's at the practice facility. So the team told the Chiefs players that they were going to renovate this. When they returned the following season after winning the Super Bowl, all they had were new chairs. The players were told that the team went too far in the playoffs and they didn't have time to renovate the locker room. This is why I'm maybe surprised at the response to this. You guys don't care about this. Like, let's be honest. I don't believe that the average fan cares about the treatment of professional athletes and its players especially not in the NFL. How many times have we had a conversation about a player taking less than market value in a team-friendly deal? Hey, your market is really this, but you know what would be really great? If you just accepted less in salary. I mean, some of the things in these stories are pretty bad. Like the Washington Commanders, that the players complain multiple times about smelling sewage in their locker room multiple times complained about this. I think it's just like most people at their job. There are certain perks that you expect and you get kind of frustrated when you don't get them. But it only really makes sense to the people that are in this field. I just don't think the average fan cares about this. This is a story that we'll talk about for today and then tomorrow we'll move on. The Chiefs are the best on-the-field product in the National Football League. I don't think that you care about the way their locker room is set up. I mean, I've been inside their locker room. It's pretty podunk. It's incredibly average. Like, it is as bare bones as it could possibly be. I do think that some of this also is college, or I guess pro players, come from colleges, and their locker rooms are incredible. They kind of have to be incredible. You make all of this money. You can't pay the players directly, so you got to do something. All right, hey, we're going to give them better chairs and better things at college. And, like, have you seen some of their facilities? You went to KU, Rob. I mean, their locker room is substantially better than the Chiefs' locker room. The, 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 it's substantially better. It kind of has to be. I'm just – I'm surprised that people care about this story because I just think we have a lot of examples that I don't think the average fan really cares about NFL players in a human sense. They are a commodity. They play on your favorite team, and either they help your team win or they are a detriment, and you got to get out of town, trade that guy, get rid of that guy. So in a survey where NFL players are like, hey, you know what, our work conditions, they're maybe not the greatest – I just don't think the average fan cares about this stuff. I don't disagree, but I think why this story is catching with the public more this year than last year. Because, by the way, the Chiefs scored very poorly last year, too. A lot of people may not remember that. Clark Hunt specifically. It's worth noting this survey does ownership and coaching. Andy Reid was the highest-rated coach. He scored the best anyone can score. Clark Hunt scored the worst anyone can score. I think the reason this one is catching more like wildfire, at least on social media than last year is it's on the same day where Clark Hunt went from the media and said, I need public money. And he went from the media and said, I'm willing to give $300 million, but not a, not a dime more. I need 500 of public money to fix my stadium. I think the timeline of events kind of screwed the chiefs in the news cycle. Cause this releases. And then he goes ask for public money. I think that's why this story caught because you're right. Fans love a team-friendly deal or a player taking less to support the hometown team. Those kind of things don't usually score well with the NFLPA. And we heard it yesterday from Nate Taylor. He was talking about contracts. The Chiefs are willing to pay top dollar for one position. That's the only thing they pay top dollar for. It's quarterback. That, based on this survey, 
permeates beyond just player contracts. But I think Joe Nalatha doesn't care. He only cared this year because there was that story. And then 10 minutes later, a press conference of, I need public money to renovate my stadium. And I, but I, I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think that Joe Nalatha cares about this story tomorrow at the exact same time. I think this is a 24-hour, I don't think that fans care about these things. Not long-term. Like we, we have seen some really bad fields in the National Football League that you shouldn't be asking players to go out there and play on. It's a one-day story, and then it moves on. Rob, the field wasn't good in last year's Super Bowl. <laughs> the biggest game of the year. Got 150 million people watching. The field is not up to par. Now, this is where I don't think it is the fans' problem, and I don't, I don't blame them for this. Yo, it is not our responsibility to fight for your work conditions. It's your responsibility to fight for your work conditions. If you're unhappy about the field, fight for it. If you guys are tired of Thursday night football, fight for it. Like the NFL player, I do think there is only a measure. The most of us don't have the power in the job to come together to do certain things, right? Like, we don't have the ability to, me and you say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Then Odyssey come to us and be like, oh, you know what? You're right. We're going to change the policy. NFL players do have the ability to do that, and they choose not to do it. So you guys can continue to complain about Thursday night football. You choose to play Thursday night football. You choose to play on these fields. And if you didn't want to do it, then you guys need to come together to speak up because you are the reason we are watching these games. I'm not watching these games because of Clark Hunt. I'm not watching these games because Jerry Jones is the owner. I'm watching it because Patrick Mahomes is playing and Travis Kelsey is playing and Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey. So if you guys aren't willing to fight for better work conditions, what in the hell do you want me to do? So circling back to the report, there is a way to make fans care about this year, the players. If you're a free agent, you should not sign with the Chiefs, and you should cite the report. Y'all, I'm not sitting in that locker room with, you know, horrible chairs. It's dinky. And if that started happening, the fan sentiment would turn. But, Carrington, me and you both know that's not how it works. Money talks. This offseason, the Chiefs are going to sign a high-value free agent. They did it with Juwan Taylor. They did it with Tyron Matthew. They've done it every offseason. They're going to sign a high-value free agent. And then it's going to... No one's going to care. But if they failed to, and the reports were they failed to because the locker room was so dinky, maybe fans would start to care. But until you see actual, I'm not doing that because of this, no one cares about this story. And I think if you started to see that, sentiment on stories like this would change. Conversations around this would drastically differ. It's, wait, Patrick Mahomes can't play with... Juju Smith-Schuster because he thinks the locker room's stupid based on a survey. Well, let's fix this. How do we make this better for everyone? Text line 913-586-7610. CDOT, you make it sound like fans in general applaud the mistreatment of NFL players. I don't think it's fair to say that fans simply don't care about NFL players. I 100% feel that way. I'm not saying, I don't think that fans applaud the mistreatment of NFL players, but I do think that there is a very overwhelming sentiment you guys make a lot of money. We don't want to hear you complain about anything. Because anytime these things come up, it's, well, I make $70,000 a year. I don't complain about these things. Today, there was a story about the Los Angeles Chargers, how the Chargers team charges the players for daycare, how they are the only team in the NFL that does it. In the replies to it, it was, well, I pay this much in child care. I pay this much in child care. I absolutely believe that's the case. I don't think that the average person cares. You make a million dollars, shut up and deal with it. Think about it with running back. Hey, I, I make this argument all the time at running back. All of us at one point have felt like we are underpaid at our job. Hey, I work really hard to do everything I'm supposed to do. You go to your boss and ask for a rate. Your boss tells you no. Running back said that all last summer, the overwhelming consensus was shut up. You guys were a dime a dozen. You guys were replaceable. We don't care. Go back to work. And they're like, oh, well, I mean, I, I guess we got to. So I, I do feel that way. I do genuinely feel like the average fan of the NFL does not care about the well-being of the players. Go out there and play. Shut up. Figure it out. You guys make enough money. You will be fine. So we, we will talk about this story for 
one day, and then tomorrow we will move on because that's kind of how we treat these topics in sports. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Back in on The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com and the Odyssey app. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll get back to the top story, which is the Chiefs. They unveil some of their plans for the Truman Sports Complex. Here is Ian Rappaport on the Chiefs plan for Legereus Need. Really interesting situation developing. So here's where it stands. The Chiefs have not officially tagged Legereus Seed yet. They are expected to, but it is unclear as of right now whether or not he is going to be on the team. He does have permission, I'm told, to seek a trade. He does have permission to speak to teams. That a lot of times means either the Chiefs say, go gauge your value, or they say, you know what? Maybe we'll do exactly what we did with Tyreek Hill and say, we love the player, his value is great, we have other great players, maybe trade him, use that money to pay Chris Jones and move on that way. It is a really intriguing way to move forward for the Chiefs. That was Ian Rappaport earlier today from the NFL Combine about what the Chiefs plan is for LeJarius Sneed. I will say, Rob, to where I'm kind of coming around on your side is we've never heard a number thrown out for Legereus Need. Think about all the reports, all the reporters, your Ian Rappaport, your Adam Schefters, your Albert Breer, your Matt Verderams, Jay Glaze. I mean, the best NFL reporters on the world. Have we ever heard a number that was thrown out there between the Chiefs and Legereus Need? Because at least it feels... It feels very, very similar to what happened to D Ford. Your value is greater than what we're going to get with the compensatory pick. We can't afford to, I don't know if lose you because we're happy to trade you, but we're not going to take 85 cents on the dollar. We're going to try to take as close to a dollar that we can. And the best way to do that is to keep the control and we'll work with you on where you want to be traded. Like, I don't think they would trade him to a place he just absolutely doesn't want to go. But I don't know if that's that many teams in the NFL as long as they meet Legereus Needs contract demands. But it is it is very noticeable to me in these conversations that we have very rarely heard a dollar amount in which the Chiefs have kept him. Because you remember when it came to Orlando Brown, I do think the Chiefs wanted to keep Orlando Brown. I thought the Chiefs kept putting information out there to be like, hey, look, Hey, we offered him a contract. He just wouldn't sign it. Hey, we offered him. We want him to stay. He just doesn't want to sign the deal. I haven't seen or heard that report to Legereus Sneed that they offered him a deal, and Sneed is the one saying no, at least not yet. I also think you continue to hear in these reports from Rappaport and Jordan Schultz had this earlier. The Chiefs are letting him look around, but Chris Jones remains a priority. They still want to get Chris Jones done first while Sneed looks around. I remain confident that the Chiefs' prime objective this offseason is 95. They want 95 on this team long-term under a contract. And I think 
the fact that Brett Veach on this show yesterday said, hey, previous negotiations, we can kind of pick up from where we left off. Jordan Schultz, who's a Bleacher Report, tweeted out that the tag is going to be used on Snead, but their priority remains Chris Jones. And even there, you heard Rapport at the end say, Legereus Snead is looking around. That's usually a sign that he's going to be traded while the Chiefs are focusing on Chris Jones. It seems like, at least based on the reporting, the Chiefs, over a one arrowhead drive, or at least today up in Indianapolis, are saying our top priority is 95, and we'll make it work with Legereus Need. If that means trading him, cool, but he is a back burner move. Yeah, I, I also hear it as they know they're not going to be able to keep both, and at least right now, this gives them an either or option. Maybe you were unable to reach a long-term extension with Chris Jones. He hits free agency and he goes to play for the Chicago Bears. And now you have your fallback plan in luxurious need on a one-year contract. Or you sign Chris Jones to a long-term extension and then you reach a sign and trade with luxurious need. This does give you a little bit of flexibility to at least ensure on the outside looking in that you're not in a position in which you lose both because at least I don't see a scenario in which let's say they are unable to reach a deal with Chris Jones and he signs with another team. I then don't see them turning around and trading luxurious need and taking the draft pick compensation and going into next year without either one of those players on their team. I think the likelihood of them having neither player is actually very, very low. I believe that one of the two of them will be on the team and we'll find out over the next two weeks, which one of those players it is. I agree. I think they are using the tag as a protection, but I think, I think you're right. There's no scenario where they don't have both, but I think if you ask the chiefs, which one would you rather have the two because you are likely walking away with one of them, they would tell you we would much rather have 95 than 38, or at least their actions are telling you we much rather have Chris Jones and Legereus Need because the only reporting we've heard about Legereus Need is they're going to use the tag on him, but they've also said, hey, go find yourself a trade, and if we can't get a long-term deal done, we'll make sure you're happy with your trade partner. That's not really verbiage you use if you're like, we're going to do everything we can to lock him down long-term. I mean, we'll see if they sign Chris Jones. If we have Brett Veach on again, the, the question is just, it's going to be a very simple one. What changed? You guys could not reach a deal at any point last summer. I mean, if you pull this thing off right before free agency, I mean, at this point, you are days away from true free agency as a future Hall of Fame defensive lineman, game-changing kind of player. What changed? Did you see something over the course of the year that made you up your offer or was Chris willing to take less than he was last year? Because at this point, those are really the only two options that are available. Like, I don't see a third option. Tell me if you see one, Rob. It's one or two. Either Chris Jones is now willing to take less than what the Chiefs offered, or the Chiefs are willing to make a substantial increase on what their final offer was. That is the only thing that gets this done. Because it didn't appear last summer that the two sides were willing to meet in the middle. Chris Jones wanted to make at least 30 million and the chiefs were pretty hell bent on. We are not getting you to 30. You might have to get the 30. If you want to get this thing done, if you want to lock Chris Jones in for the next two or three seasons, you are probably going to have to get to the 30. I think the, I, mean, I don't, I don't know how Brett Veach will answer that question. I think it's a fair question. I think if they lock up Chris Jones saying what changed the fair question, but isn't the obvious answer, the cap, the cap changed. It took the biggest spike since what, 94? I forget the exact year. It took a massive spike. I imagine Brett Veach and the powers that be, they got the word before us, but when they were negotiating Chris Jones, they didn't anticipate a huge spike in cap space. I think that changed. I think they then had the money to maneuver around. They didn't have to tighten their belt with Chris Jones to make it work. They could maneuver more. I think the answer to that question is simple. More money exists. Yeah, I guess I would say, though, so... I mean, you could have rolled the dice a little bit that the cap was going to increase. I mean, you, you, you could have done that. 
You knew the cap was going to go up to some extent. You're telling me that what changed was the only scenario that you guys were planning on keeping Chris Jones was the biggest salary cap increase since the creation of the salary cap? I think the Chiefs always wanted to keep Jones but were financially handcuffed, and then the cap changed, and that handcuff came off. Yeah, I, I, I think you and I just disagree on how handcuffed they really were. I think the Chiefs were negotiating the way the Chiefs negotiate. This is our price, take it or leave it. I think they were negotiating that way. And I'm going to guess that they're probably negotiating the same way this entire time. So it's going to take last year, I think it was pretty well known, the Chiefs don't think Chris Jones is worth $30 million. Now do you think he's worth $30 million? Because that's what the market has just always says that he's worth. Someone says, CDOT, I think the big factor is that one guy says, I'm not going anywhere. The other guy is saying, pay me. I also think there's a massive difference. Chris Jones is coming off a four-year $80 million contract, and Snead is coming off a four-year $3.9 million deal. I understand why one player is saying, yo, I want my money. I've never seen real NFL money before where another player is entering his third contract and he's already made a significant amount of money. I just don't really hold those comments against LeJarrius Sneed. I've kind of heard some people holding that against him. I mean, you're talking about a guy who came from absolute poverty and is days of like literally days away from making generational wealth kind of money. I'm not going to fault LeJarrius Need for wanting to get paid in free agency. You have earned this by the way you've played on the field over the last couple of seasons. Coming up on the other side, we'll get to the top story of the day. The Chiefs unveil their plan for the Truman Sports Complex. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 